This episode of Running Down the Clock is brought to us by Busy Bee Vegan Skincare. Busy Bee is an all-natural skincare line dedicated to healthy, vegan, plant-based skincare and overall wellness. They offer a selection of handcrafted body scrubs, butters, and washes that not only make your skin glow, but smell amazing. Their unique all-natural scents include gingerbread, ruby grapefruit, caramel cake, and morning latte. So why not treat your skin to something fresh and all-natural? Head over to shopbusybeevegan.com today. And as a special bonus, Busy Bee is offering listeners of this podcast a 15% discount on your first order with the code Ordinary. Podcasts. Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Welcome to Running Down the Clock. This is Pui Racy. I'm here with Tyler Walzak, and we are doing the NFC North today. That's going to be the Vikings, the Bears, the Packers... And the reason I'm starting us off tonight is because the fourth team in this division, which, um, Tyler, do you know anything about this team? This is my team. Before Tyler goes on, I just have to add one thing for everybody to know about Tyler, because this is actually a significant fact about what kind of person Tyler is. Tyler was a season ticket holder, and he went to all Eight of the Detroit Lions home games in their 0-16 season. So I feel like that is something you need to know about who Tyler is before you hear his rant today when we talk about the NFC North and the Detroit Lions division. Listen, you do not get to choose whether or not you are a fan of the Detroit Lions. It is a team that you are born into. My daddy is a Detroit Lions fan. His daddy is a Detroit Lions fan. We are a Detroit Lions family. I live in Vancouver now. I have followed people with Lions hats into grocery stores because they have ignored me about my Lions talk before. I am a Detroit Lions fan, and I am excited to talk about the NFC North today. I could talk about for six hours about the Detroit Lions if we wanted to, but there is other teams to discuss. There is this team that I hate more than anything in the goddamn world, and that is the Green Bay Packers. If you are a Detroit Lions, you've hated the Green Bay Packers your entire life. You've hated Brett Favre. He is the most villain of all villainous people in the goddamn world, and I'm saying goddamn a lot, but I hate the Green Bay Packers. And now we are stuck here with Aaron Rodgers, who, back-to-back MVP, Probably the best quarterback in the league. Would you say that's right? Yeah. I mean, he is... He just wins football he, games. I've said this before on this podcast, I think. And I've said I've said this before on this podcast many a time. But if there's one player which I need a Hail Mary throw at the end of the game... Uh, why would you bring that up today? In this Because con- his most famous... And he said this about a month ago. Jordy his Nelson? favorite... To Jordy Nelson? His favorite throw of all time <laughs> was Jordy against Nelson. the Detroit Lions to Jordy Nelson, a Hail Mary to win the game. And that is one of my night recurring nightmares is that throw. This guy is, I, I hate to say it, but he, he just wins. He wins. And he's making a mockery of the NFL by doing it with such a laissez-faire attitude. 
Well, if we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers... You have to. In the NFC North, it's the first thing you need to talk to. Let's examine one thing. Let's examine one thing. There's no question. During the time where he became a starter, there's no question about his ability. There's no question about his commitment. Whatever weird stuff he does off the field, whatever character he shows up as training camp, whatever, you know, like his personal health issues are, or, you know, personal health philosophies are, his play on the field has never wavered. It's always been consistently elite. So he's never the question. Yep. What we are questioning right now is he lost Devontae Adams. Yes. There's his best, probably his best wide receiver in his career. There's skill. How many players in the league, maybe three, that could replace Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams is a one of two top wide There you go. You're not replacing him. No. And so, of course, inevitably, they have to be worse in the wide receiver position for yeah. this year. You don't lose. You do not lose the Devonte Adams and replace the Devonte Adams. You would have to. You would have to get a Cooper Cup to replace the Devonte Adams. And I still think that Devonte Adams is the best wide receiver in the league right now. Um, you can look statistically that I think Mike Evans. They came in at the same time. I think Mike Evans has better statistical numbers, but in terms of catches at important times and more importance to a team I think that Devontae Adams holds that over Mike Evans because Mike Evans has Chris Godwin and he just it's just he's had kind of a better situation in the wide receiver um, dressing room yeah but the flip side of that is for a lot of Mike Evans career he didn't have Tom Brady no he didn't no but and but you just get sure so don't you think that it's harder for Mike Evans to have better numbers it, which I'm saying, wait. That's exactly what I'm saying, right, yeah. and that just yeah, that yeah, nullifies your point. Yeah, 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 you proved yourself wrong on that. Which, yeah. However, I I know right what you're now, saying. Though, Devontae I Adams know is what you're player. saying, and like I said from the beginning, Devonte Adams is not a replaceable player. No, you, you just you you can't really. Replace He's the him. best wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers has had in his career. The others are Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Randall Cobb. All those guys are either out of the league or have. Got past their point where they're they're in their their yeah. veteran stages of of life, but so this is the scary part about Aaron Rodgers is that he was able to have such success without Devonte Adams. That doesn't it seem like he could just replicate that without that like the two MVP seasons? He'll still win the division this year because he is Aaron Rodgers. I think it's something I said about Tom Brady before. And I'm going to actually attribute it to Aaron Rodgers as well. He knows the other players so well. He's so good at his position that he can get the best out of a player for what they can offer. Whatever your limited skill set is, he will bring it to the max. He will bring the best out of you. Yeah. You know, he's he is a top elite level quarterback. If there's a guy, you know, he's got to be top one of two players in the league right now. The game on the line, you want the ball in his hands as a quarterback. The only flaw in Aaron Rodgers' resume is he only has one Super Bowl. If he had two Super Bowls, he would be up there with the top five quarterbacks of all time. For sure. And he's, he's, never, he's never had as good of a coach well, as he's Tom had, Brady. Sure. That, I mean, that's not even an arguable point. You're right. Right. He's Tom Brady has never... the greatest coach. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of any sport other right. than maybe Greg Popovich of all time. And all these points are not to take away from Tom Brady's nope. ability, 
but they're just to show that Aaron Rodgers hasn't had every little bit of success. You know, like um, who do you think is a better quarterback skill wise without coaching and mental, like the actual like physical performance of being a quarterback and the skill set? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Hundred percent. I'm gonna give it to Aaron Rodgers. I've said Me this too. before about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's only skill set that he is the best of all time at, and it just coincidentally happens to be the objective of the sport of football is winning the game. He understands how to win the game. Yeah. He's not the fastest. He doesn't have the best arm. He's not the most accurate. He's not the most athletic. He can't catch. He can't rush. He can't do any one thing better than any other quarterback that's ever existed in the NFL. However, he has this one intangible asset, which just coincidentally happens to be the objective of the sport. You can win 3 nothing, or you can win 54-0. Tom Brady knows how to win a football yeah. game. So That's what he does. The thing about Aaron Rodgers is he has that mindset that Tom Brady has. Tom Brady is, is elite. Aaron Rodgers is equally as good. He is. So when they brought in um, their Fleur, their head coach, there was kind of that rift within the media where Aaron Rodgers was not going to like him because the the mindset of that offensive philosophy is going to be different. But those two have kind of gelled where Fleur is now going. I know now what Aaron Rodgers is capable of, and he can run this offense because he is in the huddle knowing the game flow, knowing the game plan, knowing what his best assets on the field are. And this year, I think it is his running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon because his wide receivers, Sammy Watson, Alan Lazard, both both those running backs are studs. They're both studs. If you were a fantasy football fan at all, both those guys are studs, and they can carry a game. And I think that Aaron Rodgers relies on them more this year than any year to get the job done because all he's got to do is just throw dinky dunk passes, much like Tom Brady, to guys like Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, who is back now. They've drafted a guy in the second round, Christian Watson, that they like, but no one knows too much about considering there was like five other guys that went in the first round. But... That's the scariest thing about the Green Bay Packers is that the wide receivers that they've always had, even in the Brett Favre area with like Antonio Freeman and Bill Shrouder, like those guys aren't Hall of Fame wide receivers, but they worked and they won Super Bowls. And that's so terrifying as a fan of the NFC North is how does that keep happening? So a little bit of a tangent. It seems like there's two things that happen with quarterbacks and coaches as they transition. You either get a quarterback who gets a new coach and they stifle their talents, or you get a quarterback who kind of runs the show and decides, like, this coach is not for me and moves. Like, what we saw in Green Bay. What was? Do you remember the coach's name before um, uh, Matt LaFleur that went to Dallas? What was the guy's name? Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. I'm pretty sure. We're all pretty sure. They won a Super Bowl together. Did they not? Right. But it was Aaron Rodgers that got yes. Mike McCarthy out Every of there. Every decision in Green Bay has been Aaron Rodgers. Well, actually, you know what? It's tough to actually say that because Aaron Rodgers has not had the greatest relationship with the general uh, manager and owners. Oh, no. With that whole... With that, he's yeah, been, that contract he's thing. very angry with... But that what, was what recent. That yes. was also after. I'm just saying, it seems that either you're taking, as ownership, you're taking your quarterback side... Or you're taking your yes. coach's side. Which is a football And you thing. see, yeah. yeah, you see either the coach's gets the call and he stifles the quarterback. He's making the calls and I, I don't care what the quarterback says, follow our system. Mm-hmm. Or you get the ownership that goes with this is our talent. We're going with the quarterback and you see the coach get moved because he's not working out for the quarterback. 
Aaron Rodgers is that guy who he if he doesn't like the coach. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because after you've invested that kind of money that they did with the whole, you know, his his contract negotiations, which was Well at some point he's smarter than the coach, right? There's there is a point where athletes at their prime become smarter than the coach. And I know that we don't like to veer too much off the NFL, but NBA, those players have a little bit more leverage because there's only five guys on the field that are on the playing court that matter. So Kevin Durant is doing this right now, trying to get rid of the coach who was a two-time back-to-back MVP in Steve Nash. So we'll, I'll, like that's a different situation, but it happens in other sports where Kevin Durant might not win that battle, but... Aaron Rodgers will win that battle every single time because the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. For sure. He gets kind of choice on the ball every play. If changes he, it at the line of scrimmage. At, in the huddle, right. if Aaron Rodgers does not like the play call in the huddle, he will change the play call and there will be no repercussions for him at this juncture of where the NFL is at. And only certain players get to do that. Baker Mayfield does not get to do that. No. Sam Darnold in the same team does not get to do that. I would argue that like Matthew Stafford at this point barely gets to do that with the Rams. Yeah. So and it's it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they get to do that. And you you touched on it earlier like the biggest blemish on Aaron Rodgers' entire legacy and he will have a tremendous legacy in the league once he's done. Hall of Fame player. No doubt there. It's just how high up in the Hall of Fame that he lands is the lack of multiple Super Bowls. So one. He has one. Yeah. That's his biggest flaw. Do you think he's bothered by it? Because he seems like a super relaxed guy. I don't think he's bothered by that much. Like any other competitive guy, you got to have that thirst for more. He has it, though. though he has he? that thirst. He has that. He has that thirst, but again, he's He doesn't only, lash out about it. He's Yeah, he's only as good as the players around him because... As we've seen time and time again, he's not losing them the games. No, never. That's that's the whole thing. There's about never it. been a. It's oh, not no him. fan from Green Bay has ever left the game, going. Ah, Aaron Rodgers lost it that game. There's never been any newspaper headline saying, "Is it time to get rid of Rodgers?" No, no. Well, he's here's n- the frustrating thing about Aaron Rodgers, and I will say this as an outsider observer. So when Brett Favre was losing that position of starting quarterback. Because they drafted Aaron Rodgers, who fell down famously from... He was supposed to go, like, first. Fell down to 24th to the Green Bay Packers. And I was like, God, that was such a steal for the Green Bay Packers. Because they got a guy who was supposed to go first overall in the draft. And then Brett Favre was like, oh, this is a kid. This is bullshit, and I don't want to deal with it. And he had a problem with Aaron Rodgers. took three years for Aaron Rodgers to start. They drove Brett Favre out of Green Bay... And he went to Minnesota, and it was this huge contention. And Aaron Rodgers knows what it's like to be on the other side of that, on the side that's the new guy coming in. So now Jordan Love is the new guy coming in. He was supposed to be a top 10 quarterback. They drafted him. Aaron Rodgers lost his mind. He should understand that you're not being replaced right now. We are trying to groom Jordan Love over a three or four period of time because you're 35 years old, Aaron. Like, you're not going to be around. Maybe 38, actually. You're not going to be around forever. And also, we have this thing at Green Bay where we kind of understand that. You understand that because you were in the position with Brett. And now we're kind of hoping that you would understand the situation with Jordan Love. He does not understand it. He's kind of been a dick about it. 
Jordan Love doesn't seem to be getting the progress at his position in terms of coming in to be a starter after that. I think it's frustrating if I was a team, a fan of Green Bay, to be like, well, why aren't you helping this kid out? I know that he's taking your job, but you also don't want to be here. So am I understanding what you're saying correctly, that Jordan Love is doing what all boomers accuse millennials of? Jordan Love um, hasn't done any of this. It's me. It's me <laughs> accusing Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love hasn't said shit. It is me accusing Aaron Rodgers but what of you're not accusing? understanding what happened to him. The only reason he is, it's like we said in the AFC North, is I like a quarterback that sits for a year and learns behind a veteran guy. Aaron Rodgers did that for three years. Jordan Love is doing that for Aaron for three years behind Aaron Rodgers. You're only going to be better. Brett Favre didn't understand it, and now he does. Aaron Rodgers was the guy behind Brett Favre who should understand, like, hey, I'm not trying to push you out. I'm just going to try to come in and be good, as good as you after. So why can't Aaron Rodgers learn from that and be like, listen, this guy's never going to take my job. I'm fucking Aaron Rodgers. I could be here for as long as I want. Jordan Love will have to wait for me. But he has this kind of like negative attitude that, oh, this kid's coming to take my job. No, he's not. He's coming to take it after you decide to leave. We're not going to push you out. You're the best in the back-to-back MVP. Yeah. I'm, the only thing I can say about that is, is it something that we don't know about that's been kind of discussed with management, that maybe the management threat of like, well, we don't really want to give you this power. We don't want to give you this money, this contract, just because we do have Jordan who can always step in. You know, these little conversations. management. That's a f- management uh, flaw. Hey, how often in sports, retroactively do we, or retrospectively, do we see the flaw in management? All the time. All the it's time. It's what you notice the most in, you know, in it's, sports is management. You get your bluff called, right? Yeah. Like with a, with a contract negotiation, right? History remembers everything. Let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers, like we said about Devontae Adams, he's not an easily replaceable quarterback. He's not if, replaceable. You if they got rid of Aaron him Rogers. today, if you got rid of him today, you're not replacing him. No. There's not there's not the option available you're to rebuilding. replace him. It's an immediate rebuild. Exactly. There's nobody that has somebody of his level, the Mahomes or the Allen or the Brady or whoever, they're not giving him up. No. You're not getting another Aaron Rodgers. No. Nope. So as much as you want to just play hardball with him, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you want to keep him, you're going to do what he says. You're going to do what he says. Exactly. So why is it always so messy? I don't know. I, I couldn't say. All I know about this, about the Green Bay Packers, and this has nothing to do with it, is they should be counting their blessings. This is a team that won two Super Bowls off pulling one power sweep move for, I don't know, what was it? <laughs> 32 games to lead to the Super Bowl one and number two under Vince Lombardi? They had one uh, play. Way back, <laughs> One throwback. play. Okay, so let's before let's not go back to Super Bowl one or two, but the Green Bay Packers, the only threat we can probably agree that they they are going to win this division. They're heavy favorites. Heavy favorites. There's no. Let's just quick breakdown. Bears are in shambles. Nobody has faith in the Lions except you and me. And then there's Minnesota, which well, let's talk about Minnesota actually isn't they, that bad. They're yet the team. it seems like nobody really wants to give Kirk Cousins. The respect that he does. I'm not saying he's among the NFL elites, but he's definitely better than people give him credit for. The only team I think that can dethrone the Green Bay Packers is the Minnesota Vikings, and I do have a problem with 
Kirk Cousins. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is an elite quarterback. I think that he has more outside credibility because of that whole um, thing through the locker room that he screamed out. I don't even know like what I don't even remember what he said, but he said something that was like, hey, "You like me now? You like me now?" or something like that. And then he went to Minnesota. He got shipped out of Washington. He was a second round draft pick out of the Michigan State Spartans. I think that in Minnesota, the outside players other than Kirk Cousin are actually elite. You have two of the best, one of the best combination of wide receivers in the league in Thielen and Jefferson. Your running back, Dalvin Cook, is one of the top 10 running backs in the league. Kirk Cousins is kind of the guy holding them back. Their defense is great. They could actually dethrone the Packers if it wasn't for Kirk Cousins. Like, let me ask you a couple questions here. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill? Right now, today? Right now, today. Kirk Cousins. Really? Or with oh. Tannehill? Tannehill's won playoff games. Kirk Cousins hasn't done shit. His team didn't make the playoffs, that's why. Whose team didn't make the playoffs? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so why are you expecting him to win playoff games? Tannehill's winning playoff games. Let me ask you this. Would you put Kirk Cousins in the... Top 15 or bottom 15? I know there's 32 teams. Top 15 or bottom 15 NFL quarterbacks? Off the top of your head. You can be wrong. It's okay. Bottom 15. Bottom 15. Yeah. So where? 16, 17, 18? 16. Probably 16. 16. Right there. Okay. It's 14 to 16. 16. He's still in the top 50% of quarterbacks. Sure, but that's not... That's the guy you're going to go with? The, not if I have choice, first pick overall in the league, but... Having a top 50% quarterback, you know, in the, uh, I don't know what the percentile is. I'm not quick on that math. But this but division is the only division that probably only has one great quarterback. Yes. However, so wouldn't Minnesota is, take advantage of that and is, go out and get someone to back isn't him up? Isn't Kirk Cousins better? the second best quarterback in this division? Sure. But, like, wouldn't you go get someone to back him up to be better? Who do you Just take? Mac Jones? Jimmy Garoppolo. As of today, Mac what Jones, they've done, 100%. not moving forward, as of what they've done so far in this past season. I would take Mac Jones over season. Kirk Cousins every single day. Okay. Every single day. Not based on potential, not based on anything, just based on last year. Mac Jones is better better to run the system than Kirk Cousins. Fair enough. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I don't like him either. I'm but just Justin Jefferson, saying- you're, like, we talked about wasting... A defense in Cleveland, last on the AFC North. They are wasting Dalvin Cook. They are wasting Justin Jefferson. They are wasting Adam Thielen with Kirk Cousins. I don't think they're wasting Dalvin Cook. What do you mean they're not? What do you mean? What do you mean? And how are they wasting around? Adam Thielen and um, Because they Justin don't have Jefferson. a quarterback that actually win them games. The guys cannot win games. But how are they getting their stats? How are they doing so well? Both these guys are recognized as good they're receivers. The Lions and Bears twice a year. That's, that's why. Yeah, but the, the Bears had de- the Bears, Bears had decent here. defense in many of these years. What? The Bears stink. They do. They do. They do. The Lions stink, and I just I don't understand why you're saying Matt Patricia didn't put, put together a good okay, defense. We want another 15 minute Matt Patricia run. We can go on another 15 minute Matt Patricia run. If you want to hear about how I feel about Matt Patricia, go back to like the NFC East. But in this now, I think that. If I was a Minnesota Vikings fan, I would rather have a kid in place to take over for Kirk Cousins at this point in there because we don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay. They could fall. They could fall drastically, and now is the time for Minnesota to pounce. So 
do you really have faith in Kirk Cousins being able to do that? Or would you rather have a guy like, uh, I want to say like Jimmy Garoppolo, where you trade for in the wings waiting, or Baker Mayfield? Where you go out and be like, hey, I, listen, I was if, just if gonna Kirk name, Cousins I doesn't get it I was just going to name these guys. I think all three of them are not the guy you're looking to ever be the hero of the game. You'll never see these guys be the hero of a game. The Baker Mayfield. But don't you want them the in Jimmy the background? Garoppolo. Because if it doesn't work with Kirk Cousins, you have no backup plan. Sure, if you can get Jimmy Garoppolo right now, what does Jimmy Garoppolo want? I don't know what his what his no, contract. He's, he's, he's under contract. They just want to get rid of him. Right now, the backup. Right, but I'm saying what Sean what Mannion. Do you, what do you? Sean have to Mannion pay? is the backup of my. Minnesota I get that. Rangers. What I'm saying is, do what, you get that? Do you know who he is? Sounds like a chess player. <laughs> hey, chess is way tougher. Sure. Yeah. How many but... grandmasters do you know in chess? <laughs> <laughs> but my point is. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is enough money that other teams aren't grabbing him because Seattle could grab him. It's his shoulder. It's shoulder is the problem. But you take a risk. If you're Minnesota, what's the what's the use in not taking a risk? Your first round pick not next year is not as important as beating the Green Bay Packers this year. Maybe their logic is the Green Bay Packers are beating themselves. Why did Devontae Adams want out? Oh, he's best friends with Derek Carr. Him and Derek Carr went to university together, so they're like roommates. And the roommates, they live beside each other in Vegas now. Here's my question. Do you think Derek Carr is that great of a quarterback? Do you think this Derek Carr not, is going to win? This is for next week. This is for next week. You're right. You're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. The, the question now is, if, you, if you're the Green Bay Packers, if you're a fan of the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers are showing weakness right now. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, why would you not pounce on that? The minute that Devontae Adams left... Why would you not go, holy shit, we could actually win this division now and make the playoffs? We have Dalvin Cook. We have two really good, Justin Jefferson's elite, an elite wide receiver. Why would we not go out and get a backup quarterback that's not named Sean Mannion or Kellen Mond and try to just cover ourselves? Because if the fan base turns in week five, when Kirk Cousins does nothing but pray and scream at reporters, then we need someone else to come in. So I'm gonna, I might regret saying this, but why don't the Lions look at the same thing? Do you think who do you rather have, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? Well, we can't trade Jared Goff because his, I, his just, cap number is not tradable. Also, I'm I, gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right now. Give me Jared Goff over fucking Kirk Cousins. They're the same. They both stink. They both suck. They're both overpaid. They both don't belong as starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So if you're going to go with someone, I'm going to lean with the guy that I already have. And also, we have a plan in pace. So thank you for pivoting me over to the Detroit Lions, which I've been dying to talk about I knew this entire time, is that we have a plan in place. Is not to win this year. We will win games. We will upset people. But the point is that Kirk Cousins... They're in win- the Minnesota Vikings are in win now mode in terms of the division, whereas the Detroit Lions are in rebuild mode. So we have Jared Goff on the hook for another year, and then he's gone. He can leave. Next year is the last year. This year is the last year of Jared Goff, which is kind of scary because he did really well in the last. Because he's got years. nothing behind that right now. We we're gonna draft a rookie quarterback. The great rookie quarterbacks coming out this year, and we're gonna rebuild from that. We got. Young players, we've got a head coach and Dan Campbell, Motor City Dan Campbell, which if you're watching Hard Knocks, the guy's fucking electric. I will I would I'm nobody and I will do whatever he tells me to do. 
if they say, hey, Tyler, you got to come down here and like, just clean our garbage. I stuff, felt right? the so same way. Like, that, guy, no. that guy that guy is a player's coach. Player's 100%. coach. And they have all of their coaches are players. All of them are Deuce Staley, Absolutely. Antoine Randall Al, Aaron Glenn. That is the it's it's and Detroit, if you've ever been to Detroit, is a blue collar city. We will listen. We I say we because I feel like I'm an adoptive son of Detroit. We will listen to blue collar people. We will listen to you if you do the job instead of just telling us how the job is done. I I will run through a wall for Dan Campbell and I feel like we have a plan in place, whereas Minnesota, and we're not going to win this year. We won't. We'll win. All of Hard Knocks is going to do is make people watch the Detroit Lions, and then once the season starts, we'll win three or four games, and we'll be laughed at. But I understand I'm that. I'm putting you at six. I'm putting them at six. Thank you, because the over-under is 6.5. It's still under. But the Minnesota Vikings have a chance to steal this division, and you're not going to do that with Kirk Cousins. And even if you do, even let's say that Kirk Cousins has a good year, if he gets hurt, what's the backup plan? Like, that's that's my problem with the Minnesota Vikings is there's nothing behind him in place in case that goes away. Whereas this division's up for grabs. If this whole Packers thing goes to shit, then what what's the plan in Minnesota? What is the plan? Because it's you, not Kirk Cousins. What is it? You're absolutely right. In my defense, I've just never taken three seconds to think about the Minnesota Vikings because, as I said earlier, it's boring. If they didn't play, I don't think half the league would notice. Nobody cares about them as much as people in Minnesota. No, yeah. like I admit, the Minnesota diehards—they're diehards. They—they oh, yeah. they will bleed for their team the same way you know you bleed for your team. Yep. But outside of that, there's just there's not a lot of storylines. They kind of remain neutral from last year. They didn't lose a lot. They didn't gain a lot. Like not a lot happened. They lost a big tight end. Yeah, he went over to Tampa. Well, they, they, the thing about Minnesota is that they've, since Randy, like Randy Moss was, that era of Minnesota Vikings was awesome to watch. Oh, Chris Carter. And, uh, Chris Carter, Randy, Randy Moss, Moss, Cole Pepper. Uh, yeah, Cole Pepper. Those yeah, guys they, were fun to watch. Yet, and then since then, they it kind of just went, they didn't win anything. They didn't get any, no. they didn't even make a Super Bowl. No, they didn't win anything. No. They didn't win anything. But it's. Because a lot of times what you see with that is that high risk, high reward, as much as you put up a lot of points. You just you lose a lot of points. Well, that's the thing, you know. But this team in Minnesota I, I, now, their defense is great. They have a very good defense. And we talked about like the Michael Vick teams before. Yeah, it's you want to be stingy with giving up points. That's how you kind of win. It's not exciting. It's not great football for the fans to watch. But you can win. Defense wins. You know, like if you can stop the other team from scoring. You can turn over them. It deflates them when they can't get it. When your other team can't, the other team opposition can't get anywhere on def- on offense. It deflates them. Their defense is good. The Vikings' defense is good. Like they got Patrick Peter- Peterson from Arizona, who's kind of at the end of his career. Yeah, he's getting old, though, no? but it's still really good. He is. And their other um, corner, Cameron Dantzler, also very good. It's just to me, I just don't understand why you would ride or die with Kirk Cousins. Why would you do that? Like I, the Lions are not riding or dying no. with Jared Goff. We would love to dump him in the fucking trash, but that's where we are right now, based on salary cap wise. And we you, made a choice to get rid of Stafford. Fucking won a Super Bowl. I love that man. I'm so happy that he won a Super no, Bowl. No, he deserved it. He deserved it. And you know what? I've said this before. He 
he never got his recognition of how good of a quarterback he was when he was in Detroit. No. Even though he made the careers of some of the guys we mentioned before, Megatron, Marvin Whoa, Jones. He didn't make the career of Megatron. Megatron is a beast. Let's not, I'm don't not say saying that. just don't I, say that. Sorry, I, I phrase it differently. He didn't make his career, but I mean he had good players who had great careers with him. If if Megatron didn't have a good QB, he He wouldn't have been who he was. Exactly. 100%. Uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, I think Golden Tate had some good years there. Golden like had great years. The, we the, had, we there was players. Twice. All those players took us to the playoffs twice. And also, I've told you this you know, off the air before. What I love about Matt Stafford was, and I guess he is in the wrong division. We're going a little bit uh, retro. Yeah, we're, that's next week's. That's next week's. West is next week. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll yeah. save it. <laughs> but anyway... Well, let's talk about the Lions team because I, without me being a homer, let's talk like about their actual what they can do this year. Because so the over under is six point five. As a fan, let me let me interrupt you just with this as a fan. Watching Hard Knocks, I don't know if anyone watches Hard Knocks, which I know should be. I've got you to watch Hard Knocks this year for the first time, just because My your team time. is in yeah. it. It gives you a little bit of insight into the players thinking the coaches thinking the rationale a little you know it it brings you a little closer to the teams and it's hard not to think that they're going to do well because you watch some of the successful things now you've watched some hard knocks if in the past people have there's a lot of issues so far on the joint one there's no issues we're only two episodes in but we're not seeing any issues, and you never know. Like both you and I have worked a little bit in the film industry where we know reality TV is isn't always wild. as reality yeah. as it seems. It's very scripted at points where they just choose it's to not. It's entertainment yeah. value, right? Their, their baseline is entertainment. It's yeah. not giving you the full story. But so far, what we've seen is a team that's up and coming. They're doing well in the show. However... We're not seeing the other teams in the league. So it just kind of skews your opinion that, oh, great. The Lions are doing great. All these good things they're doing. The players are buying in. They're just, they're gelling. All the, everybody gets along well with Dan Campbell, who personally I like. I think he is a good solution in Detroit, especially after thou who shall not be named. However, we, we don't know anything about what the other teams are doing behind the scenes. No, I mean, that's the flaw with Hard Knocks is that they pump you up to see the teams. They pump you up to see what the players are like. And like guys that are going to miss the cut, like Rodrigo with the Hard Knocks now, with as a, a six-round draft pick with the Lions. So they what they do is they get you familiarized with the team so that you like them. But then once the games start happening and they will only win like three games a year, you kind of get checked out. But with being a Detroit team, nobody watches the Detroit Lions. They get the, or they get the Thursday morning game on Thanksgiving Day. That's the only national te- nationally televised games that they get. So it's kind of like, learn to like them now because we have these personalities. We have Jamal Williams, who's awesome. We have Dan Campbell, who's awesome. Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley. Dude, Deuce Staley is like one of my favorite guys ever now because of the way that he coaches the team. Like, it's just, it shows you a little bit of what's happening in Detroit that is not, what it was like with that fucking asshole Matt Patricia. So, you're a lifelong 
lifelong for the like as much as you can say lifelong Detroit Lions fan. Yeah. Can you not agree that the problem in Detroit has never been coaching outside of Matt Patricia? It's never been the talent they brought in. They have out like exclusive to Jacksonville. They have Hall of Fame caliber players that have come through that they organization. Have, Barry Sanders is the best running back of all time. Calvin Johnson's top five wide receiver. They've had two of the best players of all time in the sport come through Detroit. Yeah, I'm not saying that those are the issues in Detroit. From the outside looking in, the issue in Detroit has always been the ownership. No, that's 100 percent the ownership. Like the it ownership seems like it's such a toxic that. environment, yeah. and they don't show that in the show. They show like a very happy, friendly, you know, like family oriented ownership circle. Well, and so now. far, so far from what we've seen in the show, we haven't seen the ownership step in. Yeah. And that's always been the issue. Every player, your boy Darius Slay, who you love, you gave a lot of credibility to, who who deserved. What did he have to say bad about Detroit? The ownership, exactly. And and even now, Calvin Johnson doesn't like the ownership because they are they took away his salary bonus for the years that he retired, and they took away his guaranteed contract because he retired early. Like it's it's not good practice business wise which is why players don't want a free agency come to Detroit. But now I feel like it's kind of changing. Like, But also, how do you know? Like, As a fan, you don't know because like, the new ownership just does whatever they want. They'll do it behind closed doors, and we'll just be stuck with our brown bags overhead at the Lions games for years and years and years. Like, You just don't know. All I know is that I did not like the Dan Campbell hire when it happened. I... I loved Jim Cald- Jim Caldwell. Was that was my guy? Took us to the playoffs twice. Brought in Matt Patricia. Screwed over the entire franchise. Set us back ten years. And then now they brought in Dan Campbell, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. And all his like um, audio, like everything that he said, the clips, all that stuff that went viral. People were like, Oh, this guy's awesome. Didn't believe it until I saw the team rally around him they played game one to game 17 jared goff in the last six games looked like an nfl quarterback looks like he could play in this league so i'm kind of curious to see what a 17 game season is going to look like for the detroit lions this year behind dan campbell and aaron glenn and deuce staley and antoine randall and mark brunel and like these guys they could put together a nine win season and maybe sneak into the playoffs, maybe? I, I agree with you. Like I, you, You've known me for a while now, and I've always wanted to see the Lions succeed. And with the division the way it is, it is a long shot. However, it's not beyond reality that they challenge the other two teams for second, yeah. you know, second spot in that division. Assuming, you know, the Green Bay Packers live up to the expectations and win the division pretty handedly, which most likely they should, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nobody thinks Aaron Rodgers is that far removed from being an elite quarterback that he's not going to win this division. However, it's still... Nobody has faith in the Detroit Lions because they've just Why would you? Why would you? Is the thing. Is why would you ever have faith in Detroit Lions? When they hired Matt Patricia, 
It was so unexpected. You can correct me if I'm wrong. If anybody I know that can correct people me. People talked about it. People said, oh, like, Matt Patricia's up for it because of what he did in New England. But, but what I'm saying is very the guy they fired, sticks. the guy they fired to put him in. Was the greatest coach that they've had in the last 20 it years. Was, it was a situation of why are you fixing what's not broken? Well, here's the thing. This is my biggest problem with the Detroit franchise, the ownership, is that Jim Caldwell took the Lions with Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson from nothing, put them into the playoffs. Then they went to the playoffs again. And then all of a sudden the ownership got frustrated that they wouldn't win a playoff game. You haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. And now the expectation Ever. is that you're going to win one. They won one in, in 1993, I believe. But now you're expecting the team... To have the expert, like your goal is to win a playoff game. No, your goal is to continuously make the playoffs and fight for playoff positions. So when they fire Jim Caldwell, who still hasn't got a head coaching job since then, which is ridiculous, is that you you fired him based off expectations that the fan base didn't have. You as owners expected it, but why? Because you saw other owners or you went to other cocktail parties where other owners said, oh, you should win playoff games. No, the fan base just wants you to get the playoffs because we haven't been in forever. So now that we've gone twice, you're firing our head coach that brought us there the two times because he didn't win one. The team is built to get there. If they had another year together, probably could have maybe won a game with some additions, some draft picks. But the once... Fucking fat Patricia came in, blew it all up. It was like, well, now you're starting over with a fan base that is already not happy with what you're doing. It doesn't make sense that, like, I don't even know why I'm still a Lions fan. It's just because I don't know what else to do. Honolulu blue is what I bleed, and I don't know what else to do. No, I get it. I mean, when you're a true fan of a sport, it doesn't matter how well they do. It doesn't matter how poor they uh, poor they do. That's your team. You live and die by it. Like the, a true fan doesn't. You're not uh, measured by how well your team's doing. You're measured by how much of a fan you are during yeah. the tough times, right? It's all tough times. And I think that adds all this adds to such a good redemption story for Matt Stafford, which I've always liked him. And the reason I talked, I tried to talk about this in the last podcast, but I was shut down. Okay, well, is it NFC West? That's next week. It's next week. We'll talk about Matthew Stafford. Ah. We have, we've got one team left, and we've got about five minutes to talk about them. They're not worth talking about. The Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. Haven't Chicago talked about them yet. Bears. New coach, new head coach. Now, the problem with the Chicago Bears is that the team stinks. Their quarterback at Ohio State, Justin Fields, it's his second year. Now, he was drafted last year with the, the regime they had then, head coach and GM. It's new this year. So, does that regime owe anything to Justin Fields this year? He was a top 15 pick. Does Justin Fields have a chance to be the quarterback here, or is it just you have one year to prove that you stink so that we can bring in our own guy? Yeah, that's a good question. Justin Fields, I how much did he play last year? Do you know? He played, probably played ten games. Ten games is not that bad. I well, well stuff, but the coach was ridiculous. Everything about he the was, show was I, yeah, sucked he, last year. Okay, here, here here's another question. They got rid of half their who's, defense. Who's in a bigger rebuild, the Lions or the Bears? The Bears got to be the Bears. 
The Bears, the Bears are in the far. biggest rebuild in this division. Yes. Like, for a team who was always known for good defense, and they've actually had perennially, like, a couple decent players since, you know, you and I have been watching. Well, yeah, Allen Robinson, they, the running backs have always like been Khalil Mack, uh, Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack was no slouch. Gone now. And he's gone they now, traded right? for him. Yeah. I mean, they've always had decent players, even uh, in the Michael Vick era, uh, Erlacher, you know, he was one of the oh, best defensive know, players. Like, they've time. always yeah. been having perennial good superstar-level players, but they've never seen success. I They did make that one um, one Super Bowl, and they're... Well, we can talk uh, about that, because the, the most egregious thing about that was the Bears versus, Bears versus the Colts in the Super Bowl... And Devin Hester is still not in the Hall of Fame. Which makes no sense, yeah. This guy should have been the first ballot. His first opportunity was last year. He better be in the Hall of Fame. I understand. That's the most important thing we can talk about with the Bears. The Bears stink this year, and we're talking about Devin Hester making the Hall of Fame. That's because the Bears suck. The Lions stink, but the Bears are worse. For sure. The Bears are in complete rebuild mode. You You don't have a quarterback. Proven of any sort. Not proven. You've got a kid that could has the, all the potential, worst word of sports, to be good. But nothing is happening with that. You lost one of your best defensive players. Yep. Your other defensive players, what is Akeem Hicks or who? It doesn't matter. Getting it's, old. Yeah. Getting old. You know, like it's, you, a wa- it's another waste of a, a defense. Yeah. Another waste of defense. You're, you don't have any great wide receivers. None. They got rid of Allen Robinson, who we talked off air how good he was, and now he's with the LA Rams, which we'll talk about next week. But it's it's another one of the things like the Bears stink. Who who do they have? A couple safeties and corners now. The, they should finish last in this division, right? They should. They're in full rebuild mode, and there's actually nothing showing that they're moving forward right now. No, no, that could all change. But so would say so. Green Bay miles ahead probably should be first. Yeah. Then who you got, Minnesota? You know what? I am going to go out on a limb. Minnesota is the safe choice, but I've never done the safe thing in my life. We know that. We all know that, that know me. So I'm going to put Detroit because I have so much faith in the underdog. I'm going to Detroit too. I think I, I have no faith in Kirk Cousins. At this point, over the last six games, I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. The thing about Jared Goff is... I think he overachieved a little bit when he was in L.A. For sure. But he didn't have that superstar stacked of a team when he got to the Super Bowl. No, he had a bad rap. He had a bad rap when he was when he was in L.A. Because they put, they put a lot of pressure on him as a kid. And I will grant you that they obviously made the right choice taking Matthew Stafford. But Matthew For Stafford, sure Stafford was, was an better. established quarterback. Like, he's a guy. He was a fucking guy. And Jared Goff was not a guy yet. So Jared Goff's also younger now. Like, maybe. My fear is that... The and what Lions I'm saying... Do, my fear is that the Lions do well, and then they extend Jared Goff for the next three seasons. I do not want that. I'll give me one year of Jared Goff trying to earn a job on a different team. I do not want him next year. But I want him to do well this year. We, uh, we've talked about this before with Kirk Cousins. Top 15, bottom 15. Yeah, quarterbacks. We're going to call timeout for this. I call timeout. Bottom 15, top 15. Where do you put Jared Goff? 
You put Kirk Cousins at 16. I put Jared Goff 14 to 16. Same range. Same range, but still lower. 14 to 16. You put uh, uh, Kirk Cousins at 16. And exclude everybody else in the, the league. I don't need any other names. Just where do you put Jared Goff? Above 16, higher, or lower than 16? Essentially, you're taking Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. You said earlier you take Jared Goff. I would take Jared but Goff. As I would just, take Jared Goff. Not as, there's, they're, not as their like, team ability. Yeah, no, yeah. I would take the Jared Goff that I see now, but also I'm watching a lot of him. I would take Jared Goff over Kirk Cousins. Number 15. 15th, Number 15. Best, 15th best quarterback in the league. Probably right skipping 45. I would take Baker Mayfield over... Her cousins, but I would not take Baker Mayfield over Jared Goff. So that puts him at 14. Yeah, probably. You put Jared Goff as the 14th best quarterback in the for league. For this team. For this Lions team. That's including like contract status and when we can get out of Jared Goff's contract, when we can get um, like get younger. I just want the future to be considered in this process. So I think that Jared Goff is better for our team now, but I would take him over Kirk Cousin, Baker Mayfield, because of what they might bring contract-wise in the future, whereas we can get out of Jared Goff now. I mean, I can skew the stats however I want just to well, fight you later. That's what we do here. And thank you for listening to the preview of the NFC North, my favorite division, soon to be your favorite division, yeah, I don't dislike them. I never dislike them. I've never said a bad thing about the Lions in my life other than the fact that they don't win. But I say that with all the love. With all the love. How do you not root for an underdog? Love the underdog. That's all we do. Have a great uh, week. We will uh, catch you next week with AFC West, NFC West, probably the two best divisions in the league this year. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.